0: All right, you got your Bibles? Ish, or your phones? 1 Corinthians 12. So I talked last week about... Um, the power of God and how really we, we get to walk with the Lord and, and demonstrate the power of God everywhere that we go. And uh, I mentioned about um, the gifts of the Spirit, and I want to just continue on with that. You know, right, right living or right believing leads to right living, right? So, right believing leads to right living. And the opposite is also true. Wrong believing leads to wrong living. And so if we have a wrong belief about the gifts of the Spirit and what they are, how they function, how they operate, if we have them in our lives, all of those things, then then we can also not use them or outwork them to the best of the effect of our ability. Yeah? And so, but when rightly understanding the gifts of the Spirit and we rightly... Um, comprehend they can empower us and they can actually become tools in the hands of saints and believers to be effective ministers of the new covenant right and so let's let's just have a bit of a conversation what are the gifts of the spirit like what are they well like well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not the not, nine, not, not, not prophecy, healing, administration, all those. But what actually are they? Are they a, are they a gift or a fruit? A they're a gift. All right? So they're a gift of the Spirit. So they're a gift. So it means you don't earn it. It means like they, fruit comes from maturity and comes from abiding in God. So the fruit of the Spirit comes from maturity and comes from abiding in God. But the gifts of the Spirit are a gift. They're freely received, right? So it's they're a gift. It's something that the Father gives to us freely. And gifts come, I believe, from revelation and asking. Asking, is as I, 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 Paul says, we're going to look at it, he says, but earnestly desire spiritual gifts amen so earnestly desire all it says all the spiritual gifts uh and so now we know that jesus walked in all of the gifts except for praying in tongues we never see we never read about or hear about or jesus actually praying in tongues doesn't mean he didn't doesn't mean um maybe he didn't need to because you just had that direct access to the father anyway whatever 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 the answer is for that but all of the other gifts Jesus we know he operated in words of knowledge miracles healing prophecy all of those things so when did we receive the spiritual gifts the day we received the holy spirit the gift giver all right now here's going to be a question that maybe people would answer differently do we have all the spiritual gifts? Yes, we have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Graham, 10 points. Slam dunk. Okay, the answer is, for those watching online, yes, we do. We have all the spiritual gifts because we have Holy Spirit, right? And we're going to look at that because I believe that for a long time, uh, and still today, unfortunately, that uh, this passage in 1 Corinthians 12 has been so misunderstood and that it actually what it tends to do if I can paint an analogy if I can get Danny and, and Weeksy up for a second and stand if you got one can stand here if we can get this in shot in camera you just stand or just stand there yep weeksy you want to stand there nuts, all right so um so here if I'm the father for this analogy right and I'm I I wanted a couple of tool belts but let's just let's just say these are the same tools right so so here they have a screwdriver and uh, some pliers, right? And what we've tend to do is I'm the father, I've given them the gifts, just like a baby is a full human being. It's not partially human. It's not kind of human. It's not becoming more human, but it is learning how to walk, talk and use uh, you apply, huh? The things that it's been given. <laughs> so terrible dad joke. It, it's its its uh, learning how to a- outwork what it's already got. Amen. Yeah. And so the day of Pentecost comes, the Holy Spirit comes in, or the day you and I get born again, we become fully born again. And the Bible says uh, in uh, Colossians, it says we are part... Uh, sorry, it says filled with the fullness of God. So are we are we filled with the... Little bits of God or the fullness of God? Then uh, 2 Peter 1 says that we are partakers of the divine nature. And Ephesians one three says this, uh, having every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Wow. So do we have some spiritual blessings or every spiritual blessing? And in uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, it talks, Paul talks about previously, he says... I pray that you would flourish in every spiritual gift. Every spiritual gift, right? So what the church has done though is if we call this screwdriver prophecy, and we call this just we're gonna just for the argument's sake call this prophecy as well, this this plier, what we've tend to do is we go, maybe Danny has he's learnt how to use prophecy. He's learned how to outwork the gift of prophecy. And he's found screws that need tightening or loosening. And he's learned how to access and use the gift that was given to him by the Father. Right? You're following? But what we tend to do is if I play Simon for a second, we tend to go, wow, that man must be a prophet. Or he has the gift of prophecy. Well, I don't have the gift of prophecy or I don't have the gift of healing. Someone's sick and we need to pray for them and we're like, "Well, I don't have the gift of healing. Oh, Danny has the gift of prophecy, so I'll get get Danny to come and do that." Not realizing we actually have access to Holy Spirit who is the gift giver. And what we tend to do is we either or, or we do this other thing where we're like we idolize and worship this person. And while they're, they're, they're more anointed and more holy than I am. <laughs> right? Not realizing that the same Holy Spirit that's in Simon is the same Holy Spirit that's in Danny. Right? And what happens is there's someone here standing in front of Simon that needs a miracle or needs a breakthrough. Maybe they don't need a healing. Maybe they need a word of knowledge. Maybe they need, they need something else. Because if I'm the one that... all right. So say Simon in this case is, is I'm standing in front of Simon and I'm sick. Right? I'm sick in my body. And Simon has the Holy Spirit and he prays for me. So he prays for me. This is you outworking the gift of the Spirit. Right, And I get healed. Who has received the gift of healing? Simon or me? I've been healed. Who's received the gift of healing? Me. What Simon done? Outworked the Holy Spirit to rec- for me to receive healing. All right, you guys can sit down. Thanks, boys. <laughs> All right, 1 Corinthians 12, are you there? Let's read it. Oh boy, I'm going to slay some sacred cows this morning, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Kill them dead. Kill them dead. Kill them the All right, verse 1 of 12, 1 Corinthians 12. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Okay, let's pause there. The first thing is, Paul's obviously addressing a question that they probably had. That the Corinthian church would have asked him about the gifts of the Spirit. You, you have to understand, Corinthian church, this is where I, I want to I go this morning. The Corinthian church believed in polytheism. Polytheism means they believed in multiple gods right? So they believed that if you have the gift of prophecy, or if you're prophesying, let's just say that, if you're prophesying, that that comes from the God of prophecy. If you're healing the sick, that comes from the God of healing. If you're giving a word of knowledge, that comes from the God of the word of knowledge. And they believed in multiple gods, and that these gifts came from multiple gods. Now, church, I just want to, these guys were moving and operating in these gifts or in these spiritual uh, outworkings and they had they were still believing a crazy doctrine yet they were still functioning and what we tend to do in the church today is we go we we have some we someone has the gift of prophecy or the gift of healing or a word of knowledge or whatever it is and and they misuse it. Maybe they haven't learnt to fully work outwork it, or maybe they get a wrong prophetic word, or maybe it was the right heart but the wrong word. Right? Well, that doesn't make them a f- that doesn't make them a heretic, or that doesn't make them a false prophet. That just means they haven't learnt to mature and grow in that outworking of that spirit. But what the church tends to do is throw stones. And go. Oh well, that's it. They're a false Christian. They don't. They don't fully believe in God. They don't even know the real Jesus. And so we'll just cut them down at the at the uh, at the knees. Instead of actually, let's. There's. We need to be accountable, and we need to learn maturity. But what we need to not do is cut them out at the foot and go, actually, we need to teach this correctly and bring some correction here. And then we're going to actually outwork this gift called prophecy or healing or miracles or whatever the gift that that one of the nine gifts is, right? And so these guys believed in multiple gods. And here Paul says, now I'm going to answer your question about spiritual gifts. The word spiritual, does anyone have an actual Bible there? Is it in italics in your Bible? is that in, in some Bibles and some translations, it'll be in italics. Gifts, the word's gifts. Yep. So that means that the original word was not there in the original writing. That word was not there in the original writing. So now let's read it with that in mind. Now concerning spiritual brethren, the spiritual brethren or brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. Now concerning the spiritual things, I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led away to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. Now there are a variety of gifts, or there are a variety of spiritual outworkings, but the same Spirit. So here Paul's addressing this thing of polytheism. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit uh, for the common good. So the manifestation of the Spirit is the outworking of the Spirit. Hmm. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing or healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit as apportions to each individually as he wills. Hmm... One John four seventeen. Go there. Are you guys tracking? You're good. You're awake. You're alive. Yep. Cool. What did Jesus? Let me just paint a bit of a picture here. What did Jesus tell his disciples to do in Matthew 10, verse 8? Heal the sick. What does Paul say if we go to 1, well, actually, I'll just go to 1 Corinthians 14 before we go to 1 John 4. So Paul addresses this in 1 Corinthians 12. Then in 1 Corinthians 14, he says this. So he's made this whole thing about gifts and then he says pursue love earnestly desire the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy for one who speaks in tongues speaks not to men but to god but for no one understands him but he utters mysteries in the spirit on the other hand the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation so let me ask you this question church here paul says earnestly desire that all may prophesy so when he's talking about spiritual gifts but he's saying and we've had often had the mindset well you have the gift of prophecy and I don't have the gift of prophecy why would he then say earnestly desire all the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy seems like he's contradicting himself a little bit doesn't it or is he addressing something in One Corinthians twelve to get what their their understanding of no all the gifts all of these manifestations and outworking of the Spirit come from one God, come from the Holy Spirit, so you have all of them. Why is this important? Because if we're standing in front of someone and we're attuned to the Holy Spirit and we're at, I'm trying not to walk off camera. Sorry, Alec. Um, <laughs> if 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 we're standing in front of someone and we're attuned to the Holy Spirit, they might not need a healing right in that moment, but they might need the gift of a miracle. They might need the gift of the word of knowledge. And if we don't realize we have access to that gift, or let's just use healing for this example because it just goes so well, we're like, oh, you're sick. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, I'll pray for you, brother. And then we go home. i'll give you the pamphlet if you remember last week i'll hand you the i'll hand you the pamphlet oh i know a guy in america that's got the gift of healing but here in australia the holy spirit's divided by the nation's walls he's geographically bound (laughs) i mean this is what people still teach right as opposed to no one john 4 17 what does it say jonathan bradhurst As he is, so we are in this world. As who? Jesus. Right? Well done. We have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so we are in this world. So Jesus says, heal the sick. And then Paul says, oh, but you you have a gift of healing. So not everyone can heal the sick. But Jesus said, heal the sick. Paul and Jesus don't contradict each other. So either Jesus is wrong, Paul's wrong, or there's context. It's actually really simple. Either Jesus is wrong, Paul's wrong, or there's context. I'm going with this context. All right. Oh, this is good. All right, Hebrews 5.14. Let's go there. We're going to just bounce around for a second and then. Hebrews 5.14. Hebrews. Graham brews some good coffee. Last week was the first time ever, I think, in 10 years of preaching that I got sunburnt preaching. And I think I might get it today again anyway. Um, I've got sunscreen on, don't I? Yes. He's got the gift of 50 plus. Okay, this is talking about, um, about apostasy or, or wrong teaching, right? But in verse 14, it says, uh, Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Alright, go to 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. Two Timothy three fifteen. My pages are flying all over the place. Who's got it? What does it say? Shout it out. Yep, yeah, that's fine. And that from childhood, the Holy in Jesus Christ. Next bit. All right, I'll read it out for the camera. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Hebrews 5.14. We practice the discerning... We practice... Uh, through practice they have their spirit man grown to discerning good and evil here it says that we're training in righteousness right we need as a baby is born it's not partially human but it does need to learn to grow the gifts of the spirit of god are given by god now i believe in wisdom Right, I was saying to Shen last night, we've got to be careful because throughout history, the gifts and callings of God have been prostituted, used. uh, They've been prostituted. They've been misused, and they've been idolized. But I believe it's because of it's one of the reasons that that has been done is because we've had a idolization culture of oh well, that's the man of God. Because he stands behind a pulpit and I don't have the same spirit as he does or she does. Whereas if we realize, hang on, the same spirit that's in Ruth, the same spirit that's in Kim, the same spirit that's in Jonathan... The same spirit that's in Dan, Danny, is the same spirit that's in me, it's the same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead, and you have the belt of all the gifts of the spirit, and whenever there's a person standing in front of you, or whenever you're whatever outworking it is of that spirit, whether it's tongues, whether it's an interpretation of tongues, whether it's the gift of administration, whether it's the gift of healing, whether it's the gift of prophecy, right? Someone needs a prophetic word. That's why Hebrews 3:13 says. Encourage each other daily, you know, so you don't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's why prophecy, I believe Paul says, earnestly desire prophecy. I believe the reason he says that is because if we grow in maturity and wisdom, we'll actually learn how to hold the hand grenades of heaven. We'll actually learn, as opposed to giving a child a hand grenade and going, Here, (laughs) use it. Right? No parent would do that. Yeah, don't, do, don't, don't take that code out of context, alright? Sometimes the power of God is, is powerful, and we need to learn how to grow in maturity through training, through practice, through stepping out and, and, and getting it wrong sometimes. Jesus never, ever, um, <laughs> when the disciple says, hey, Jesus, let's call down fire on a city. Where did he get that from? He got that, they got that from the Old Testament, right? What did Jesus do? He didn't, he didn't, he didn't go, oh, that's it, guys. You've, you're, you're preaching heresy. That's it. You're off my ministry team. That's it. Oh, you got it wrong? Guys, you're off. Done. Be gone with you. I'll get another two. What did he do? He goes, guys, you don't know what spirit you're of. Let me show you what the kingdom of God is like. It's like a little child. He ch- he doesn't he doesn't remove them. He just corrects gently. Right? Hmm. So through practice, through training. I remember when I was um, sitting in a cafe one day, and. Uh, it wasn't your one. Your one wasn't open yet, I don't think. I was sitting in a cafe, and this woman is, is, comes to me. And God, I hear this voice in my head, right? As in, You know, the imagination of your mind. There's this phrase comes into my head, and it says, and, I, and this voice says, but it just sounds like my voice, right? It sounds like Liam's thoughts. Uh, this woman has a six-year-old daughter. And she needs to be told that she's an amazing woman, an amazing mum. That's all I got. So I'm thinking, okay, how do I know that's a word of knowledge? Is it just Liam's thoughts? Is it God's thoughts? It doesn't sound like the devil, right? But how do I know if that's a word of knowledge? I've got to practice. I've got to actually test it out. Right? So I said to this woman, excuse me, um, this might sound a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, I'm a Christian and God speaks to me. And I just, do you have a six-year-old daughter? She says, yes. I said, God wants to tell you that you're an amazing mum. You're doing a great job. She breaks down. She's like, I've just been divorced, I've separated from my husband, and it was Mother's Day that day. I wouldn't have known if I was right, and it, let me just say this, the gifts of the Spirit about, are not about showing off, they're about showing up. Right? The gifts of the Spirit, they're not about, well, look at him, he's got the gift of prophecy. Whew, that guy's a prophet, or he has the gift of healing, or, oh my goodness, that woman gets words and knowledge correct all the time. It's, they're not about showing off, they're about showing up, right? But we're not going to grow in them unless we actually step out of the boat, so to speak, step out of our comfort zone. That's why he's called the Holy Spirit Comforter, because we need comfort in those moments, Right? And actually step out. And if we're wrong, do you know the amount of times that I'm like, hey, is your name John? They're like, nope, it's Gary. Oh, okay, cool. I got that wrong. I just, I just thought I heard that your name was John and I just, God wants to bless you. And they're like, oh, why do you ask? I'm like, oh, we just want to love on you. We believe Jesus loves you. And I've seen people come to the Lord because of a wrong word of knowledge from me. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's Training it's training i love if i can just just digress a little bit and just talk one one uh, section about prophecy we need to learn we have a prophetic culture if you're a part of glory city we have a high prophetic culture we give a lot of prophetic words and uh i want to just say this not every word that comes from someone whether it's me whether it's someone else is the word of the lord it is the responsibility of the person that receives the prophetic word to pray into it, to receive counsel from people, to let two or three prophets pass judgment. It's it's your responsibility. If you get a prophetic word from someone, don't take that as you know. Especially if it's like directional, like I hear see the law telling you to go to New York. It's like you want to pray into that. You want to pray into it. You want to seek wisdom. You want to seek counsel. You want to make sure that you steward the prophetic word well. Right? Anyway, that's just a little, little side note. Right? Um, what was I talking about? Oh, Jesus, the culture of heaven, Jesus, what we tend to do, though, in Christianity sometimes is... And this will just illustrate the culture of what I believe Jesus wants to go for sometimes with with this thing. Do you know Jesus never changed and rotated the three that he took with him everywhere he went? Sounds a little bit unfair, doesn't it? Peter, James and John. He always took those three. He went up to the mountaintop, he took Peter, James and John. He went in to pray for the sick uh, child. He took Peter, James, and John. What we tend to do is go, hey, Jesus, are you going to give Andrew a go? Are you going to give Judas a crack? Are you going to give someone else a go at this? I want to propose to you that sometimes it's because of maturity and how to walk out the gifts of the Spirit it doesn't mean they don't have the same Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean they don't outwork the gift of the Spirit. But I want to propose that sometimes it's maturity in how to actually outwork those. There's something going on behind me. Oh, that horse is having a... Bless you in Jesus' name. Bless you. He's getting rocked by the Lord. All creation groans. Amen. Did you get that on camera? Yep, cool. There we go. My point is this. We have to take risks in public. But we also need to learn that maybe God's taking us through a season of where we're growing in maturity so that the hand grenade, so to speak, or the gift can be equal to the character of God, right? Because I'm telling you, throughout history, there's been great moves of God, great power released from individuals and church movements, and the character of God doesn't match up with the power of God. And what tends to happen is we idolize that, and a movement ends up becoming this monument that we worship and then the character, there's moral character failures or whatever, and those things fall, and then these moves of God while real and while they happened, the the character, excuse me, the character doesn't match up with that and it doesn't have the same ability to handle and, and not control, but it doesn't have the ability to use, know how to use and use wisdom to outwork the move of God that's flowing in their life. Right? And I want both. I want the move of God, and I want the character and the holiness and the purity of God. I don't want one or the other. I want to have all the gifts of God flowing through each and every individual that is a Christian, because 1 John 4, 17, as who is? As Jesus is, so we are in the world. Right? So you have all the gifts of God, or you have all the spiritual outworkings of God, and and you have all of those in your arsenal belt. You have all of those ready to go. They're ready to go. And it's through discernment, it's through growing and believing correctly that we get to outwork those. But I want both. I want the character of God to match up and I want the power of God to flow out. It's not one or the other. Right? I thought so. I just wrote this down. We have a view of God. Like here is a gift. We ask for it. We seek it. Maybe we misuse it incorrectly or we're not sure how to use it. And then we think God smites us. And he doesn't. He gently corrects. He rebukes. And he goes, hey, you know the disciples when they went out and they prayed uh, for Jesus sent them in in Matthew 10. He said, go and heal the sick. Right? And they come back. And they said, hey, and Jesus says, oh, I watched as Satan fell like lightning. And then the man comes back with the epileptic boy and they said, hey, your disciples couldn't cast the demon out of this one. And Jesus says, he, I mean, he just goes for it. Isn't he? says like, you perverted and twisted generation. How long do I have to be with you for? Right, they're the words of Jesus, not Liam, okay? Right? But do you know what he does the next in the next passage? He sends them out again. And do you know Judas was a part of that 12? Hmm. Paul said earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. That's what I was saying before. I, I believe prophecy builds us up in maturity so we can handle the power of God and we can carry the presence of God in a way that won't crush us. I heard this great quote the other day all of God's disciplines, all of God's disciplines are there so we can handle all of God's blessings. But remember they're gifts. It's a gift. It's not a fruit. Fruit comes through maturity. Gifts come freely when we ask. Hmm. So, does every Christian have access to every gift? Yes. We, people say, well, Liam, why why do some people operate more freely in that? Or why do they seem to, every time they pray for someone, they, they just get healed? or And I've prayed for this person a million times, and I haven't seen a breakthrough. Right? Well, firstly, the standard's still Jesus, not your experience. Number one. Number two... Don't let your experience determine your pursuit and your growth in the outworking and the manifestation of the Spirit. And number three, it's good to ask God questions, but don't question God. Ask him questions. The disciples pulled Jesus aside in Matthew 17. They said, hey, Jesus, why couldn't we cast this one out? They asked him a question. It's good dialogue with the Lord. Dialogue with God. Say, God, why, could, why? What happened with that? Did I get that word wrong? Was it? What happened there? You know. And and I just just because it's a bit of a hot topic right now, with a lot of prophetic words flying around the, the entire globe. But if you get a word wrong publicly, if you give a word publicly and you, this is for anyone watching as well, if you give a word publicly and you get it wrong, you need to acknowledge it publicly. Right? And I'm speaking to a Glory City family right now, but if, if we go on this journey of the prophetic culture and the culture of miracles and the outworking of the gifts of the Spirit, um, I had a, a guy uh, a couple of years ago This is an an, an analogy, this is a picture of of what I'm trying to illustrate. And he believed that the world was going to end. Jesus was coming back September 23. Right? Jesus was returning September 23. And so he's given this prophetic word Jesus is going to come back September 23. And I said, All right, if you're wrong, can you allow me to correct you in love? And can we go on a journey of actually outworking what the Spirit of God is? And he did. This guy came to me and he said, I was completely wrong. Obviously, Jesus didn't come back September 23. We're still here. <laughs> but he, he humbled himself and he went on a, on a journey. In, and, and this guy's grown immensely in the prophetic. And he hears the voice of God, this guy. He hears God. He just got this word wrong. Now, it's not a... It's not a, well, oh, he got the word wrong. It's like, no, okay, you got the word wrong, and it, we need to correct that, and we need to bring correction. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't hear God's voice. Do you know Isaiah prophesied the virgin birth of Jesus 700 years before it happened? Isaiah died a false prophet. But 700 years later, Isaiah was correct. Ish. Don't quote me exactly 700 years Right? I remember uh, a couple of years ago in this room, um, I don't know if you guys remember, I, I gave a word. I can't even remember what it was about now. And um, I gave this word to, to... I can't even remember the word. But I gave the word to someone and no one responded. I gave this word publicly and it was like, no one responded. Whale and, and Iron Man. Yes. Whale and Iron Man. And, and, and this girl was um, training bodybuilding and she'd called herself a whale and she was training for an iron man she came up to me afterwards and she said oh that word was for me she's got to prophesy over and i know heaps of people that that word has happened to things not that exact word that things like that have happened right and and where it's like and that's happened to me multiple times where I've given a word and I'm like, oh boy, no one's responding. I'm like, oh this feels a little bit uh, you know like, okay well maybe I'm wrong with that, right? But then someone's come I remember at YV at, at Vineyard uh, gave this word about white shutters. there was four I saw four white shutters on doors and I said, God's just redecorating your house and repainting your house. Right, and no one. There was about fifty people in the room, and no one responded. And it was like crickets, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's really awkward. <laughs> and I, what hap, What's the point? I could go home and go, oh, I didn't hear from God. Maybe I got it wrong. That's okay. I'm growing. I'm training to to hearing the voice of God correctly. All of those things. Maybe I'll just never do it again. Maybe I'll never step out again. But this this older lady came up to me, and she said, um, "I have four bay windows in my house and god's speaking to me in this position uh in my house it's my little prayer place and god's been speaking to me about redecorating my house right i was like oh awesome now i never went and said hey guys i got the word right just so you know (laughs) i never did that right because it's not about that it's about showing up. And even and there's times when I've got it wrong, where I've given words and it's like, oh, that's wrong. Maybe it's the wrong word. Maybe it's the wrong timing. Maybe it's the wrong season. We got given a word by Ben Fitzgerald. Some of you know, he said, I, I, when we left America, he said, I prophesy you're going to get given a, a car. Well, we thought, beauty, we're coming back. We're going to get given a car. And we didn't. But three years later, we got given a car. And it was like exactly the car that he described. He thought we were going to come home and get it it right then and there. But so he got the word right. It was the wrong timing. Right? This is just like really practical etiquette. And I, I feel like... God, in 1 Corinthians 12, that's what Paul's addressing. He's saying, guys, now concerning spiritual brethren, I do not want you to be uninformed. I know when you were pagans and you believed in multiple gods, you believed like this. But here's some correction that all of these gifts come from the one Spirit. And the way we outwork and train in the gifts of the Spirit is by training and by growing in them and by using them by being teachable, by being moldable, by being correctable, but then we, get it, we step out again and we outwork the Holy Spirit. Because if we don't... This is my fear and this is my... Well, not fear, but healthy... Uh, healthy fear of the Lord is that we put these gifts on one or two or three or four or certain individuals... One person slays 1,000, two slay 10. Well, what do 50 do? What do a 100 do? We have to move away from the man of God syndrome and into the God of men. We have to move away from, well, that person carries, if we're going to grow and mature in, spirit, in spiritual gifts, and the outworking of the spirit then we have to realize every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights we have every spiritual blessing paul even says in 1 corinthians 2 i think it is he says i pray that you would grow in every spiritual gift he says in every spiritual gift and then paul says i pray you earnestly desire all the spiritual gifts so he even commands us to desire the gifts it's like, go after them. Grow in them. Grow in the muscle of healing. Grow in the muscle of prophecy. Grow in the muscle of working of miracles. I mean, we often just talk about the two. Do you know there's nine? And there's more. It's like there's the gift of tongues. There's the interpretation of tongues. There's the you know, working of miracles. There's gifts of administration. There's all these gifts. There's not just healing and prophecy. There's a lot more. I haven't been to too many churches where there's the interpretation of tongues gets outworked. We need to train in that. We need to grow in that. We need to grow in the gift of tongues. We need to grow in the gift of interpretation of tongues. Why? Because it's a direct line to God. Oh, but it's a bit weird. Yeah, it is weird. Jesus walked on water, took a fish out of a coin out of a fish's mouth. Peter's shadow healed people. Paul's handkerchief healed people. The Bible's weird. <laughs> it's a weird book. One guy slept naked for three and a half years. Holy Spirit came upon a 16-year-old virgin and birthed the God child. That's weird. But if we're not aware of the spiritual battle and we're not aware that we have a tool belt of weapons and tools that when we're standing in front of someone who's like, hey, tell me about God. Show me the power of God. I want to know if he's real. I uh, here's a good brochure come come maybe come to my church not many people walk into a church building or lawn but where the ecclesia where the where the christians out in the world being salt light and leaven and this is the training centre. I had said it last week and I want to clarify that phrase that this is a Holy Spirit terrorist training centre, that we're not terrorists, right? Um, but I, I do want to clarify that, that this, the church, the ecclesia of God is a training and equipping centre and for so long we've trained in a zoo and we're not prepared for the wild. And we wonder why, because we've, we've pushed all the gifts and callings of God onto four or five individuals that are the paid pastors in our churches not realizing that we have all the weapons in our belt we the same spirit that's in me is the same spirit that's in emma and as he is so are you in this world so did jesus lack in any of the spiritual gifts no so either jesus was lying paul was lying or it's context i'm going with context right but we need to be okay to step out and train and i just want to encourage you you have a good father like Jesus modelled when uh, James and John got it wrong and they said, let's call down fire on this city or when the disciples couldn't cast the demon out of this boy because in Matthew 17, what was the outcome? The boy got healed. So let me pose this question. Was it the will of God that the boy got healed? When, Pete, when the disciples prayed, I don't know if it was Peter, but when the disciples prayed, did the boy get healed? So was it the will of God that the boy got healed? Yes. So often we make our experience truth rather than Jesus truth. All right, let's stand. That'll do for today. I think you get the message. (laughs) A newborn baby is complete, even though it has no idea how to use its arms and legs or mouth, but it's complete. We are born again complete. We're born again complete. But we need to learn how to outwork the gifts that God's freely given us. And if you're not, earnestly desire them. Go after them. We're living in a spiritual battle. Our fight is not against people. It's against principalities, powers, and heavenly places. And we have an armor, a weapon. We have multiple weapons, multiple tools, multiple gifts, not so we can show off, but so we can show up. And I just want to grow in them. That's all. I want to grow in them. There's no pressure in this. There's no, it's not a forced thing. It's just uh, we have the opportunity to grow in them. And um, the world, if people are sick, people need a miracle, People need a touch from heaven. They need a prophetic word to encourage them. We need to learn and step out in faith. And number one, we must always do it in love. That's why Paul throws that in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, if you do all of these things without love, it doesn't mean anything. Profits you nothing. So we do it in love, and it'll profit Much. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the desire to grow where we may have been dry or maybe where we've been taught incorrectly. I just apologize on behalf of the church. But we are growing into the fullness of Christ. We're not growing in the fullness of the false prophet or we're not growing in the fullness of the person who got it wrong. We're growing into the fullness of Jesus and we're being built up in the body of Jesus that is knit together and functioning. As a body, I pray no longer would we look at the men and women of God, maybe that are moving powerfully in this area, and maybe have uh, strengthened that muscle. That we wouldn't idolize them. That that, like Paul said, we would we would imitate him as he imitates Christ. That that we would look to those people and be inspired, being challenged, uh, and, but being. Uh, pushed into a place of well, if they can do it, so can I. That the body needs to grow in this area, and I just I just pray that those muscles would be strengthened. But we would also learn, like Jesus took three with him every time, because he was growing uh, individuals on how to mature, to carry, uh, to father. Uh, people into this area i pray we would grow in wisdom on how to hold the hand grenade so to speak of heaven so we can use the power of god uh, in a correct way so that the power of god doesn't kill us but we we would we would learn to demonstrate and illustrate and model the power of god so it can bless the world around us i pray that the church as a global movement would grow in, in the same way in character and in power. I just encourage you, um, our our pastors previously to this, Kevin and Kerry Butterfield, who some of you know. Uh, they just went on a journey. They went on a couple of year journey of t- taking every gift and they would just learn to grow in it they literally went through every gift of the spirit they came from a, i think they shared it in their interview but they they came from a background of cessationalism so they didn't believe in the gifts of the spirit god rocked them they went through all the different gifts and they just went through them individually they said all right i want to grow in tongues okay i'm going to pursue that i'm going to desire that okay i want to grow in interpretation of tongues okay i'm going to do that pursue that desire that grow in it right and they just took their time that he systematically went through those gifts, and I'd pray do that with your kids as well. Um, I I actually don't know what Charlie and and Shen shared, but really cool testimony a couple of days ago. Charlie and I were praying, and we were just praying for the Holy Spirit to manifest in her life, and she just she felt the wind of God. In, we were in our lounge room, she felt the wind of God, and she's like, "Dad, was that a miracle?" I said, "That was a miracle. That's the Holy Spirit. I can feel Him." She's like, this is amazing. She's like, it's a miracle. I can't wait to tell everyone. Right? What's the point? The point is, it's not about whether we feel God, but God's real and he shows up and he manifests in our life. Right? And now a seven-year-old has that for the rest of her life. God's real. He loves me. He showed up in my life. Right? And so I just encourage you, do this with your kids. Kids have a lot less filter. Of is that right? Is that wrong? They just say it. This is what I'm seeing, <laughs> right? So we just we can learn from our children. Ah, uh, so Father, may we grow more and more in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.